hey, y'all, thank you so much for tuning into this message. We hope that it speaks to your life. And if you have questions, please contact us. You can contact us on the website at thousandhillsranchchurch.com or thousandhillsranchchurch at yahoo.com. And then you can also call us at 580-216-6427. And may God use this message to change your life. John 1, 14. I want you to look at this verse. Show it up there if you don't mind. John 1, 14. We read uh, John 1, uh, verses 1 through 13 last time. I want you to look at this verse right here. Uh, The Word, which is Jesus, because it's capitalized, remember that. The Word, Jesus, became flesh and made His dwelling among us. In other words, He came to the earth. We have seen His glory. Listen to this. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only son. The glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of what? Grace and truth. Okay, so here's the deal. If we're going to be like Jesus, Jesus came to this world full of grace and truth. So as a believer in Jesus Christ, if we're going to love the world that we disagree with, we have to be full of what? Grace and truth. And you say, well, what is grace? Okay, I'm just going to try to help you out here. The world would define grace as tolerance, right? I mean, let's just just get this out in the open. The world would say, you know, your, your grace ought to be all opinions are valid. All lifestyles and behaviors are acceptable. There are no rules, so don't judge others' choices. That's what the world would say is grace, and I call it tolerance. But here's the difference. Biblical tolerance is this. We will always accept the person, but we will not accept their behavior. Let me give you an example. I love my kids. They do great things. My kids are awesome. They're, they're, they're really cool kids. Hank, right up here. Can you wave your hand, Hank? Right there. <clears throat> Five years old. I love my kids. I would die for my kids. I will always forgive my kids, and I will always embrace my kids. But I will not always embrace their behavior. You get it? My kids, if they're hateful to each other, I'm going to make them hug. They hate hugging each other. <laughs> you remember that? I mean, my brothers. My mom would say, tell your, brother, tell your brother you're sorry when I would do something stupid, and I'd look at him and I'd go, you're sorry. <laughs> and, and then she'd, <laughs> she'd grab her, no, she didn't wear a belt. My dad would grab his belt and then whip the far out of me. But here's the thing. I love my kids, but I don't always like their behavior. Here's the thing. As believers in Jesus Christ, we are to accept and love everybody. Right? But we're not always supposed to love the behavior. It's called hating the sin, but loving the sinner. That's what biblical tolerance is. And the same should be true for those of us that we disagree with. We should love them but hate the behavior, right? And, and can I just say this? I think a lot of Christians wear a gray hat by not hating the behavior. We've, we've become gray ourselves. 
And now oh, you want to do that? Oh, that's okay. And I'm going to get to that in just a second. Ephesians 4.2 says this. Be completely, and it's talking to Christians here, listen to this. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. You get it? I mean, humility, gentleness, patience, and love go a long way with those that we disagree with. Can I get an amen on that? I mean, seriously, if you know somebody that you disagree with, there are people in this town that I disagree with. There are people that that I get to hang out with that I disagree with. But you know what my best defense is? Humility, gentleness, and love. You know what I want to do? I want to punch, I want to kick, and I want to (laughs) bite. But if I will hand it with humility, gentleness, and love, I'll get a lot further. Not tolerance, gentleness, humility, and love. And you say, well, why? Why do we love them and, and, and hate their sin? You know why? Because that's what Jesus did. I mean, we always go back to Jesus, and maybe you get tired of hearing about Jesus, but we're always going to preach Jesus because he's the one that we follow. Right? Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrated his own love for us in this. Listen to this. While we were still sinners, guess what Christ did? He died for us. He didn't go, hey, Bo, wear your suit, clean up, you know, get right, and then come to me, and then I'll forgive you. No, he said, Bo, come to me with your lies, come to me with your shame, come to me with your guilt, and I will wash you clean. And he did that for me while I was still filthy. And so we're to do the same. So here's the question. How do I, how do I answer the, the gray hat agenda when they say we're being judgmental? Can, okay, this is a, a real question. And again, this is all throughout our world right now. How do I answer people that say, you know what, Bo, you're just being judgmental. Can I just let you in? And this, this is uh, something that maybe God showed me. Maybe it's not true for you. I hope it is. I believe judgmental and being judgmental is an attitude, not a belief. It can be the belief, but I believe it's more of an attitude. And I'll give you an example. I have friends that like to get drunk. <laughs> I have friends that uh, I get to hang out with, and they, they use the F-bomb more than they use, you know, whatever. Um, I have friends that, you know, sleep around and are sleeping with their boyfriend and their girlfriend without being married. I have them. And a lot of times, or maybe sometimes, they walk up to me and they go, Hey, Bo, how's it been? You know, I haven't seen you in a while. Haven't we, why haven't we hung out? If I looked at them and I said, Because you're an idiot, because you're a, ju- you know, you're a drunk, you're stupid, and I'm not going to hang out with you because I don't want anything to do with you. You know what that is? That's judgmental. But here's the other side of it. If I look at them and I say, Hey, Benny, and I hope nobody's name's Benny in here, if I look at him and I say, hey, Benny, you know, when we get together, I tend to do things that I regret for weeks, trying to be more faithful to my wife, trying not to drink and get drunk. And when we hang out, sometimes I do things I regret. And so I've tried to distance myself to be a better man. You know what? He's probably going to go, you know what? I need to do that too. You see the difference? My judgment was probably in my attitude, not my belief. You see it? And and are people going to throw that in your face and go, well, you're a jerk either way. Get out of my face. They may do it. 
But at least I've not been judgmental in my attitude. You see the difference? And so I can speak truth into someone's life without coming across judgmental. And again, there are people that want to twist Christian's words. They want to twist the word of God and they want to make it all be judgmental. Those people I don't even argue with. And I don't mess with them. Because they're just bitter people. And they want to twist it all no matter how loving I am. So listen, it's about an attitude. It's not necessarily about a belief. And God will judge them. I don't have to judge them. And I use God's word, not my opinion, to speak truth about things that maybe they're dealing with or maybe that I'm dealing with. And so again, that's what grace is. And here's the fact. If you, if you claim to know, listen, if you claim to know Christ personally, I have every right to judge you. I want you to get this. The world knows, and they bring it up all the time. They go, don't judge me. The Bible even says, don't judge people. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, don't judge the world. In other words, it says, don't judge those outside the church because God will judge them. You're to love them outside the church. See, the church gets it wrong. The church wants to hate everybody outside the church, and then they accept all the crap and all the sin inside the church, and then a bunch of you know, idiots are leading the church because we won't deal with the sin in the church. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see it. I've been in the church all my life. I was there nine months before I was born in my mama's womb. And the church seems to go, oh, you're a liar. Well, you can be a leader in our church. <laughs> oh, you're a, you're a prick and you're a jerk. You can be a leader in our church. Oh, we need somebody to keep the, the preacher in line. You can be a leader. And then we go out and we judge everybody else. We accept the sin in the church, but we don't accept the sin out of the It's backwards. The Bible says to judge your own. If you're living in a sin, I have every right as your brother in Christ to walk up to you and gently say, you're living in sin and I'm here to help. Amen. Right? Amen. So we're, and you can read about it. 1 Corinthians 5, write it down. If you want to read about, you know, how we're supposed to judge the church and not the world. 1 Corinthians 5, look at it. I mean, the Bible tells us that it's true. So listen, we are to show grace. Now, here's the second thing, and I'm done. Ready? We are to show the grace that Jesus showed, and we are to show the truth that Jesus showed. Faith and truth, grace and truth should always be partnered together. It's like Roy without trigger. If you don't partner them together, it's like the Lone Ranger without Tonto, right? Now, here's the thing. Grace without truth is unbiblical, okay? Let me explain that. Here's the thing. Uh, So many people, and in the church, they do this too. So many people want to lean too much on grace, right? Oh, you're, 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 you, you feel that way? It's okay. Oh, if that's the way you like it, then it's okay. Uh, you want to believe that way? Well, all roads lead to the same place. <laughs> See, that's, 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 that's unbiblical grace, right? I mean, that's unbiblical. That's feel-good religion. That's relativism, where we say, whatever you think is great, whatever you think is great, whatever I think is great, what everybody else thinks is great. That's not grace, because it's not balanced with truth, right? So you got to have grace and you got to have truth. And you say, well, what is truth? 
I'll go back to it. You know my answer. Jesus is the way, the what? The truth and the life. Jesus' words are the truth. His way is the truth. His life is the truth. And can I give you some characteristics and I'm done. Some characteristics of truth. Number one is this. Truth is not condemning. See, the gray hat people, and again, I've worn the gray hat in my life. The gray hat people want to say, well, that truth, I mean, that's just, it's all about being right. I mean, those, those stuck-up, self-righteous Christians that all they do is walk around and go, truth, 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 truth. And they grab Big Bertha and they just beat people over the head with Big Bertha the Bible. <laughs> He's got it. That's right. Well, listen, truth is not condemning, Right? We're not to walk around condemning people. You know what Jesus did? John 3, 17. It's after the most famous verse. What's the most famous verse? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Look at the verse right behind it. John 3, 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So the truth, which is Jesus, isn't condemning. It's not condemning. Jesus came to save the world, not condemn it. Number two is this. Truth is not oppressing, it's freeing. The gray hat wearers, they want to say, well, the Bible is just a bunch of rules, uh, and if you don't keep them, I mean, they just keep you from experiencing life. I mean, ah. I mean, to heck with all the Bible crap. I mean, the Bible crap keeps me from having fun. That's what they want to say. But here's the truth. The truth is it's just the opposite. I mean, John 8, 31 and 32, the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said this, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the what? The truth and the truth will what? Set you free. And you say, well, Bo, what does it set me free from when I accept Jesus into my life? He will set you free from your sin. He will set you free from your past. He will set you free from your failures. He will set you free from your shame and your guilt and all the crap that you deal with every day. He can set you free from addiction. He can set you free from depression. He can set you free from worry. That's what, that's what real freedom is. It's not like, oh, dang it, i got to follow the Bible. Ah, oh, so depressing. No, seriously, if you'll read the Bible more, it will set you free. It'll set your mind free. If you'll trust in Jesus, he will set you free from all the junk that you carry around. He'll do it. You know how I know? Because he did it for me. He's freed me from all the crap that I deal with every day. He frees me every day from it. And so you say, well, Bo, how do I share this truth? You do it the same way that you share grace. You share it with compassion, humility, and gentleness. It's the same thing. And again, the world, they want to, t- they want to call us intolerant bigots. <laughs> and the world, and, the, and, and that's where they get it wrong, because we're not. Uh, the church has shown some of that, and I'll admit that, but not, not this church. And if this church does show that, then I'll deal with it personally. 
Here's where the, where the church gets it wrong. The church shares the grace without the truth, or they share the truth without the grace. They got to go together. And you say, well, what happens when we share grace and truth? Here's what happens. Lives are changed. When I look around and I see all my buddies who have been living in sin for a long time, and I've shown them grace, and I've shared truth with them, God tends to change their life. And he wants to do that for you. If you're here today and you're living in sin, you're doing something stupid, guess what? This church was created and exists for you. This isn't a holy huddle. This isn't a Christian corral. This is a hospital for sinners. And if you're sick today with sin, we know how you feel. And we've been set free and God can set you free. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. Here's the question that I have for you. Maybe you're a believer in Jesus. Here's the question. Are you full of grace and truth? Think about it. Some of you guys are really religious and you're full of truth, but the grace you don't have much of. Maybe you need to pray right now and just say, okay, Lord, I need to balance my truth with grace. I need to, you know, maybe lay off of my friends for a little bit and just love them. Maybe I need to shut my mouth and stop, you know, throwing up the word of God every time I see them. And I just need to love them. Some of you guys, maybe you're a Christian, and you're too heavy on grace. Oh, yeah, that's just the way you feel, then that's great. You just do what you feel. You just do what feels right for you, and we'll all get along. No, listen, some of you guys need to, you maybe need to balance it with truth. And you need to say, okay, buddy, I love you, and because I love you, I'm going to share some truth with you so that you can be set free just like I've been set free. Maybe you need to balance it with some truth. Here's the thing. If we're going to fight the gray hat agenda, then we have to be full of grace and truth. Some of you are here today and maybe uh, you're lost. Maybe you don't know Christ. Maybe you've not been set free from your sin. It's not too late. You can come to Christ today and he will set you free from your past. He'll set you free from all the junk that's in your head. He'll set you free from all the stuff that you think you can't get rid of. That's what he does. And he loves you. He doesn't hate you. He doesn't want to beat you up. He loves you. He loved you enough to send his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to become flesh to bleed on a cross so that you might be forgiven of your sin. That's how much God loves you. And so maybe you're here today and you need to come to Christ. You need to say to him, you know, I need you to forgive me of my sin and I want you to come into my life. Maybe that's you today. Right there in your seat. Maybe you just need to pray that in your heart. Just say, okay, Lord, I'm gonna give you my life. Forgive me of my sin and come into my life and save me. I need you to set me free. Maybe you just need to pray that. Maybe you just prayed it right now. 
Listen, if you prayed that or if you need prayer, or if you've got questions, all we ask you to do is fill out an orange sheet, place it in one of these yellow buckets, and we will contact you. It's that simple. Maybe you don't, have, you don't want to fill one of those out. Text your name to the number that's going to be on the screen at the end of the service, and we will contact you. You don't need to text anything else. Just text your name to the number on the screen, and we will contact you. It's that simple. Some of you guys are going to walk out here and go, ah, I'm not going to do any of that junk. Listen, Jesus still loves you, and he still wants a relationship with you, but because he loves you, he gives you that choice. My prayer is that you would choose him. Lord, I come to you right now and I thank you. I thank you that you're the greatest example that we have of showing grace and showing truth. And may we as a church at Thousand Hills Ranch Church always show grace, always love the person, but may we also share truth and may we do it in love. Lord, I thank you for every believer that's in here. I thank you for every non-believer that's in here. And I pray that you would help us to show that grace and that truth to each other. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for being here. Again, we want to thank you for listening to this message. And if you have questions, please contact us. We would love to visit with you. Again, Thousand Hills Ranch Church at yahoo.com or you can contact us by phone, 580-216-6427. And may God bless the ride you're on.